The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour With your hosts Joe Bob Ah, you're awful And A.J. Appleton Sin Shu Chu Mouthful All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, content manager of So Called Fantasy Experts and founder of FantasySixPack.net. On the line, we've got the co host, AJ Applegarth. What's up, man? Hey, how you doing? Uh, hanging in there, hanging in there, you know, getting back into the swing of things for real, you know, back in the office for a full week now and starting to. You know, get into a groove, so it's all good. It's all good. <clears throat> cool. So baseball playoffs, man, full swing. You know, we talked about a little bit last week. Um, Toronto was knocked out tonight by Cleveland. They lost that series four to one, man. Um, I. <laughs> Congrats to Cleveland. Hey, you know, they haven't had a championship in how long? And then the Cavs win it over the summer, and they have a chance now to get a second one. That's pretty crazy, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's definitely huge for the city of Cleveland, you know, with with all the injuries that they've had, you know, with quarterbacks alone in football. Um, you know, this is the – yet another bright spot after uh, the Cavs championship. So I like it. I, I definitely, uh, I, I'm I'm glad they made it in. I mean, I, I know you have a strong disdain for Toronto. Um, I, do. I, I wouldn't have, <laughs> I wouldn't have hated seeing them in it, but I, I'm glad Cleveland's in it. I, I like, you know, I like their team. I like what they've got going on. Um, and, you know, I, I love seeing that Miller got the ALCS MVP. You know, I, I yeah, he hate that matter. being an, an Orioles fan, seeing as we let him go two years ago. But, um, you know, who knows what would have happened if we still had him. Um, but the guy's a monster. I mean, he, he just – he doesn't complain about anything. He goes in there. He pitches no matter what inning you put him in. And, yep. and he can just shut it down. So, you know, I got the um, the Cubby and uh, LA game on here while I'm while I'm on, you know I'm doing the podcast here. So I'll just just put that on. Interesting to see what what'll happen here. It's only you know zero zero top of the second, so still early. But what do you think about the Cubs? I, I don't know. Man? I don't Ooh, know. I mean, I I know that they had the best record in baseball, and it's that whole, you know, that that's almost like a curse going into the playoffs that it's highly unlikely you're going to win the World Series just because you have the best record in baseball. Um, but they, their bats need to wake up, man. I, they've just been Absolutely. completely horrid, you know, right now. I just They just had a stat up that said 64 strikeouts to only being on base 61 times. Um, you know, 28 of the 65 innings were retired one, two, three. So, I mean, they're just, they're just asleep at the wheel right now. I mean, 
I don't know if there was some kind of a hangover coming off of the regular season or what, but I mean, it's hard to try to figure out which team out of these two I I want to win. I wish Um, I could, I I wish I could find the stat that I saw today at some point about the fact how, uh, that was it, was it, was it Rich Hill last night that pitched for the Dodgers? Yeah. Like, they used him, and he was so dominant against them. And he used, I want to say it was a ton of, it was either breaking balls or curve balls that he used against them. But either way, it was like a bunch of off-speed stuff. And they had like one of the worst exit velocities of hits against that pitch during the entire season. So, I mean, it's just fantastic coaching by the Dodgers there to tell them, hey, use this pitch and use it as often as you possibly can. And it worked. Yeah. I mean, completely shut them down last night. So, we'll see what happens going on. I mean, they're going to get Kershaw in game four, it sounds like, regardless. Uh, So, that's going to be a potential knockout game for them. And, I mean, what a shame for that city. I mean, they – they need the Cubs. They need the Cubs to get a, a win here, man. I, you know, I'm I'm definitely rooting for it, as you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I I'd like to see it, just for the city. For I mean, the city itself has gotten championship after championship, um, but not in baseball. So, you know, I, I I would like to see it. I I'm, you know, I'm closet rooting for the Dodgers because of the former Phillies that are on their team. But, you know, I, uh, I don't know. I, I really think a Cleveland Chicago world series is, is kind of what, you know, the chalk would have built it up to be almost. And, uh, you know, throughout the whole season, I mean, and, and I just, I, I'd be cool seeing that. I think it would be a great series and, you know, hopefully it goes, six or seven games, really. Um, you know, I'm tired of these World Series that end in four games or five games. It's it's just kind of madness. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer to the end of the season. Like, you want to see a really good matchup. I, I, I 100% agree with you. 100% agree with you. Um, so I've got a stupid video going off on my computer right now. I don't know if you can hear that. That's distracting. No, I didn't hear. <laughs> Went to some site to look up something. And I get the stupid ad video popping up. Those are the worst. Uh, I'm not going to that, that site. Uh, yeah, it's terrible. Anyway, man, let's uh, let's move on to some football here. So so week week six ended, and uh, what a what a weird week, man. And I know we say that a lot, but it felt like. There was a, a lot of like really good plays, like really good matchups with, you know, above average to really good players. And you're thinking, oh, these guys are going to have great weeks. But it seemed like the complete opposite happened. Um, you know, one example I've got in my head, and, and we'll talk a little later about it, is like, you know, Carson Palmer going against the Jets secondary and you're thinking, oh, you know, money, this is going to be the big bounce back game for Carson Palmer. And it just doesn't work. They just ran down the throats and like you almost made a comeback in our league. Like you were down by like 40 some points and uh, you almost came back and won. You lost by 0.7 in our league. 
Uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for the reminder. Uh, congratulations, I, I Tyler. You are still um, one in five. Relax. <laughs> five and one, I believe, is the correct five and one, record sorry, there. Five right. and one. You are still five and yeah, one. Yeah, but I'm no longer in first place. That, that annoys oh. the crap out of me because of, uh, well, Richard took me over now. Um, record-wise, we're tied, I think. But he's got, like, just a few more points than me. I'm still third yeah. in points, total points, but I'm I'm dead last in points again. So that's why my record is as great as it is. Well, part oh, of hey, you're still you're third in points for like you, you know you should be in good shape. Oh yeah, there, no, so I mean I have I have a good team. That. I'm not I'm not trying to discount my team too much, but. I saw that game and, and really just looking at it Sunday and I was like, man, I'm I'm just getting absolutely demolished. There's no way I have a, even a chance here. And then, you know, the afternoon games ended and, you know, I was, you know, clawing my way back. Um, I, I'm trying to think if I had anybody in the late game. I must have had somebody Sunday night, but oh, Vinatieri, I think, and um, someone else. Yeah, he did well. <laughs> Yeah, I got back in and I was like, all right, I need like 40 points, 40 some points. It's like I got two running backs. One's a monster. One's been disappointing the past few weeks. You know, if he at least shows up, uh, you know, and gets me, you know, eight, eight to 12 points, then I should be fine. Well, Forte didn't show up at all again. No. And he's bad. Johnson. David Johnson. Yeah, I'm I'm not at all. Of course <laughs> so. you're not. You tried to pawn <laughs> off Forte on me, who you knew no, was going to be declining. I think, I think he'll he'll be okay, but he he's just uh, he's like embarrassing right now. I mean, I, I don't even know what to say about him. Um, but yeah, it was so close. And then I was looking at it right before I went to bed, and I was down about two points, maybe one one and a half to two points. I had 120 and change, and he was still sitting at his 122 and three. Um, oh, yeah, man. And, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna lose this game. I knew it going to bed. I said I'm. I wasn't watching the the football game, but I was like, I know that I'm gonna go to bed. I'm going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to look at this and I'm either going to still be like two points away or or one point away. And I'm going to be pissed. And I was, I woke up and I would much rather have gotten blown out than had that huge comeback giving me hope that I could have maintained and stayed undefeated. But man, what a, what a gut wrenching. So you didn't watch the end of the game. I didn't. No, I know that he got benched, though. Yeah, I was gonna say they were blowing him out, so he, they sat him because it was funny. They were. Um, he was. He was like chatting with us on on Slack, and he's like, "Oh my God, I'm gonna lose this game to AJ. He's gonna pass me. He only needs one stinking yard or something like that, or ten I, yards I or saw. something crazy." I, I and all uh, the conversation like the next. And day, he's like, "I need him to check, get benched." Check and on I look up and I'm like, "Dude, you just got your wish!" Like. <laughs> You lucked oh. out big time. Uh, such, such horrible, uh, horrible, interesting. I'm so mad. Anyway, uh, you know what I wanted to. Yeah, whatever. Hey, dude, you're five and one. Calm down. You're, you're gonna. I, I'm I not, think I'm you're not gonna be fine. 
I, I don't, you know, you haven't sustained the, the, that massive injury like you did last year. I think your team's going to be just fine. Um, mine, I'm clawing my way out of the basement still. So, (laughs) um, but Hey, I got two wins in a row. Had to start somewhere, right? Yeah. Anyway. So week six, man, we saw not only David Johnson blow up for running backs. We saw a lot of running backs completely blow up this week. And it was like crazy. It was like 2008 all over again, if not even before then, it just felt like it was the running back week. Um, and if you didn't have any of these guys, especially in DFS, you were not winning. And, yeah. you know, LaShawn McCoy, 140 yards and three touchdowns. He didn't, like, win out of the game. I thought he was done, dude. He was, like, clutching for his knee. And I'm, like, yelling at the TV because I own him in three teams. And I'm, like, oh, no, my season is done because this is, like, the best guy on my team for all three of those teams. So crazy game for him. Uh, Jay Ajayi, you know, we talked about Foster coming back last week and about how, you know, this was going to be his backfield again. And Jay Ajayi is going to be a, the forgotten man. And who knows, uh, Foster touched the ball like three times. He wasn't even yeah. seen. I, Foster's done, dude. In my opinion, Foster's done. Like no way is he getting this job back. He's going to be third down back pass catching back at best. And even that might go to like Damian Williams. And and Drake, like, done, dude. Jay Ajayi took this job, and it is it has to be his now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I saw what he did. I saw the the totals, and when you look at something like that, I mean, to me at least, anytime I see really anything over a hundred and twenty yards, um, you know, I kind of have to look at it a little harder and see exactly what happened there that, you know, I feel like there had to have been some sort of huge break off run and whatever. But I, I mean, this game alone, I dead to rights. I had Miami losing this game. Every single person in my pick pool that I'm in had Pittsburgh winning this game. And, and there you go. Ajaya had 204 yards and two touchdowns rushing, and his long was 62. So even taking that long out, he's still over that threshold that I look at. So, I mean, that's just a monster game out of him. 25 carries, you know. He was the workhorse. He ran all over that defense. And if they don't give him this, you know, starting gig from that, it's a mistake. Yeah, absolutely agree with you there, man. Like, I, I'm i so pissed at myself. I picked up Ajayi early in the season, if not drafted him like one of my last picks in a ton of my leagues. He just, you know, wasn't getting the work. It was all Foster. Even when Foster went down, it was like, well, maybe maybe it won't be Jay Ajayi. Blah, 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 blah. They were like tossing, you know, they kept jostling it around. So I was like, I gave up on it, and then boom, like two weeks after I dropped him, he just goes off, and I've lost him in every single league. I got him back in one league, one. I, I drafted him in probably five leagues. I knew this guy was the best, the better guy on the team. I have no idea why it took this long for him to get the job. It's crazy. Like coaches outthink themselves. I don't, I don't get it. Like why do they not recognize this talent when, you know, you, people 
in the industry that I trust that I listen to say things about Jay Ajayi because, you know, they can watch more of the stuff than even I can. I trust these guys and they're saying like, this is the guy. It should be him. And then the coaches for some reason don't. It's like, how does, how does it get missed? I, I, this is the kind of thing that just pisses me off about fantasy football. Cause you, you can't, you can't, some of these coaches try and be, they try and outsmart everybody and then they just outsmart themselves. And you you think, you know, you see what should happen and it never happens, and it's just whatever. Uh, so, yeah, we mentioned David Johnson. He was the next on my list. Lamar Miller, man, finally blew up. This big-time game here for him. Um, game went into the overtime. Uh, so e- even more yards there, but what was it, like 135 yards and two touchdowns, I believe. Uh, pretty, pretty big game for him for sure. And, uh, you know, about time, like, I, I, do we think, do we think this is kind of like his coming out party and he's going to continue to do this? Or do we just kind of thinking like, this is, this is going to be it actually 149 yards and and one time. Yeah. I was just going to say 24 carries, 149, one TD and his his long was only 23. So again, you know, his average is 6.2 yards a carry that he, was you know a beast on Sunday night. Um, I really hope that it is, and you know I think the after this game the the opportunity to maybe try to buy low on him is gone. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I feel like he, he was a first round pick. You know, I tried to get him at a couple of second leagues, round. The owners weren't giving him up just because running backs they're so. Excuse me, sorry about that. The running backs are, right. you know, so scarce now. Like, you can't give up somebody yeah. getting that many carries. Uh, but I was trying to go after him in a few leagues, and it just didn't work. And, man, I, I would have been so happy with that trade. Yeah, I, I think he um, – um, I, I, I mean, I think it was definitely good to see. So, hopefully, hopefully that maintains, and then we'll – you know, we'll get a little more out of him and those who drafted him. So, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, sorry. I dropped the sound part of my mic here and I think I turned Uh, you down by accident. I might've talked right over you. I didn't even realize it because you weren't, I didn't hear anything. Uh, but yeah. And then Terrence West, man, he, he had another good game. That's, that's, that's two in a row, really good games actually. But you know, this time, finally the coach, Stuck with him, the new offensive court, new offensive coordinator there. Uh, stuck with him, gave him 23 carries, only 87 yards. The yardage wasn't like great, not as good as it was the week before you know, on way fewer carries, uh, but d- did get the two touchdowns and and you know had a very high total for for points there. Um, you know, what do what do we think about West going forward? Is this his or you know a lot of people thought that this Kenneth Dixon guy was going to come in and take this job you know is it is this just west going forward until he starts falling on his face like he always does i mean i think it's his for now i think it's going to be a short leash though um i mean it'll be interesting to see what uh marty morningweg um brings to the team obviously i i, I don't know if i can really say they were better offensively this past weekend. I didn't really watch much of that game, but you know, it was a, 
his first week, you know, under the gun and, and being the uh, coordinator. So I think as the season goes on, he, he likes to run the ball. He's a West Coast offense guy. There's going to be a lot of little dink and dunk, you know, play action. And I think West is, is built for that. But, again, he's never really been a workhorse that's, you know, carried a team through the whole season. Um, so I, I think he'll he's going to be the guy for now, but I, I can definitely see the lo- the leash being a little shortened up on it. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there. So that's all I had for like big running. There was, a, I mean, there was a, I could go on. Like there was a ton of other really good running back performances last week. Um, one of the ones that I, I think is kind of interesting is you know we, we kind of touted the, the Jamal Charles return and and maybe this was going to be the game that he took over but this was still Spencer Ware's backfield and he was definitely the better running back and Jamal Charles kind of came in is you know uh, is more than a change of pace back it was more of a I don't know complimentary piece I, I guess you can call it um, he definitely has more value than a change of pace back and like a third down back but um you know, Ware definitely had the better numbers, and I think this is going to be his backfield possibly for the rest of the year. Like, they may just ride Spencer Ware and just use Jamal Charles as kind of a, a breather back type of thing. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see that. I I don't know if I'm ready to make that leap yet. I think they're just trying to be careful with Charles because of all the injuries he's sustained. And – you know, I think he is 30 years old or, or will be this season or something. He's right around that, you know, magic age of running backs where apparently you just start to suck and can't run anymore. Um, but, you know, I think if anything, him being injured so much and being off of the field might help that in a sense, if that makes sense. Um, but, I, I'm not quite buying into it's where's to, to, I think it's his to lose, but I, I, I don't think he's going to be the starter the whole year. I, I think they're still going to see what they have with Charles and, and go from there. But I mean, just lo- looking at these guys we talked about, you know, David Johnson, huge game, you know, McCoy, huge game, Miller, West, where, with 131 and a touchdown and another two catches for 32. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Jonathan Stewart had a nice game coming back, you know, didn't crack the the, the century mark, but 85 yards and two touchdowns uh, is nothing to be upset about. Um, Christine Michael with two more touchdowns, Matt Jones, 135 yards and one touchdown. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, no touchdowns, but 157 yards, another 17 receiving. So, I mean, running backs just dominated this week. Yeah, they definitely did. And like I said, if you didn't have these guys, especially in DFS, you were not winning your matchup. I know. Well, I let's I let's it. touch on that for a second. So, DFS, and I, I'll try to keep it somewhat short. I played played a game and set a couple lineups, and I went after – I almost went after Miller, 
but decided against it. And I went after, you know, the guys that have been putting up the numbers all year long and have, have just been dominating it. So I went after DeMarco Murray, had a crap week this week and didn't, didn't really put up much. I mean, he still scored and still had 21 attempts, but 65 yards, nothing like what these other guys were doing. And I'm trying to think of who else I went after. Someone else that was somewhat uh, expensive, but I was like, man, what, what do I have to do to, to try to win here? Cause these guys, I think Jordan Howard might've been the guy I went after, but he was kind of relatively reasonably. Yeah, right. he wasn't, but, he didn't do what you expected him to do. Well, exactly. And, and it, that's just what it is. I mean, there's, it's such a crapshoot. Maybe it was Le'Veon Bell, actually, that I went after. I went after Bell, too, um, and he didn't – yeah, he didn't perform like Le'Veon Bell. That's that's who it was. I, I went heavy Pittsburgh. Again, I was all in on Pittsburgh winning that game, and they just fell flat. Apparently, yeah, so, Pittsburgh screwed a lot of people. And then, really, what you had to do this week was play as much of the Saints-Carolina game as you possibly could have. I mean, had you done that, you would have won. And – um, you know, I took a couple guys, I, you know, I, I'd Fleener, but I, I went off of him at the last minute for some reason. I went, uh, I did play Michael Thomas. He was kind of like the chalk play because he was so cheap and he, it was like, well, whatever, like three catches and 60 yards was going to be value for him. And he scored. He was even better. Yeah. Um, um, I went after Ingram in a couple leagues and he got snaked by freaking Colby Fleener for a rushing touchdown. Like, I can't use Mark Ingram anymore because they just don't use him at the goal line, even though he's huge himself. I don't yeah. understand that at all. Um, so, it, it's like James, you can't trust James him. White was another guy that yeah. we talked about. You know, he had a huge game, DFS. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are all guys that I was looking at, too, and I'm like, you know, not sitting here saying, oh, well, I should have won a million dollars. But – I mean, just on paper, the guys that I went after were the known quantities that have been producing and putting up big numbers in DFS all year. And then Mm -hmm. this week, it was just a total role reversal. And the guys that were, you know, that are good, and you've just been kind of waiting for them to break out, they hit it. Like, if you had a Jaya, I mean, he was was pretty cheap, I think. Um, He might have been in in the 4,000s. Dirt cheap, yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, so, he wasn't supposed to be the starter, and he just ended up becoming the starter. It was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I digress, so we can get off yeah. that subject. But we, we can complain just, about that. Now that since you mentioned it, I was like, well, but that's no, what I meant like, early right. on when I said – that's what I meant early on when I said, like, this week was kind of weird. It was like the guys that you didn't yeah. expect to hit did. Like David Johnson, you know, I didn't expect him to have a bad game. Did I expect him to have rush for three touchdowns and, you know, a buck and change for rushing yards against the Jets' stout run defense? Hell no. No, I don't think anybody would have expected that. Um, you know, did does anybody think that J.H.I. is running for 200 yards? No. Uh, you know, McCoy, yeah, okay, McCoy was on my radar. I did use him in one match, in one lineup I made. Lamar Miller was sort of on my radar. Um, but – you know, again, Carson Palmer, 
as we'll we'll talk here in a minute about like he he kind of faded. Another guy that kind of disappointed big time this week was was Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah, and we're going to talk about a few quarterbacks here that that are kind of troubling going forward, in my opinion. And and Aaron Rodgers, man, like I don't. That was the. That was the Sunday afternoon game, or was that, or was that the full Sunday yeah, it was, game? Yeah, it was the game of the week. Every week, the freaking Cowboys oh, are the game of the week. I it's can't stand terrible. It. That's because I, like Joe Buck and and is in Troy Aikman's pocket, and Aikman is still in Jerry Jones's pocket. You know, it's, it's annoying. Uh, it's it. It, it is annoying, and it's and and they've been playing well, so I get it, but. There's been you know, years and, where the and, Cowboys are terrible, and they're still always the four o'clock game. And oh, you're exactly. Like, I don't understand it, this. I just don't like how, you know, certain weeks it's you have, and, and assuming you don't have red zone or or, you know, the Sunday ticket, you're you're shit out of luck watching one game. Like Fox doesn't even have a, a early afternoon game. It's only the mm-hmm. CBS game. And then you're stuck watching whatever, which is typically Baltimore here. Um, and then I get the Redskins down here. I'm a little bit farther south. I hit that other market just barely. Yeah. So, so I mean, nice. I think it just depends though on the the broadcast. But it's uh, it's so frustrating. And then you go to the four o'clock game. It's like, oh great, the Cowboys again. But you know, whatever. Yeah, but anyway, Aaron Rodgers, man. Like I watched that game and. You know, Dallas has been good. They've been better. Um, you still expect Aaron Rodgers to do Aaron Rodgers things, but he's he seems to be doing the complete opposite of Aaron Rodgers' things. You know, he, I explained it to somebody else today on another radio show that I'm on uh, that he it looks like he's playing backyard football, like pickup football. It's hike. He dances around and waits for somebody to get wide open and tries to go deep every play or something like that. And if it's not, he tries to like force the ball in and it, it just seems to not be working for him. And I don't really know what's happening and it's troubling because it's affecting Jordy Nelson. You know, yeah, he scored a bunch of touchdowns to start the year, but the yardage and the catches weren't really there. Cobb has been somewhat decent the last couple of games, but the first part of the season, he wasn't, um, he seems to be getting time in the pocket. Like it's not really that he's getting pressured a lot, but he's, he's not making the throws he used to. He's really inaccurate when he does throw the ball into tight coverage. So they're just not being completed. I mean, what, what do you think about Aaron Rodgers going forward? I mean, I'm scared, man. He's got no running game right now. Um, and we'll talk about that in a little bit too, but he literally has barely any running game. I mean, he's got receivers who are playing as a running back, um, and they're on a short week. You would think looking at paper, you know, on the schedule early in the season, oh, Chicago and Green Bay, okay, well, this should be a Green Bay win, but I don't know. I don't know if it will be, man. I, I think Chicago's got a really good chance to come in and steal a game here, um, especially with how well Hoyer has been playing and, and Meredith has really picked it up 
the past few weeks. Um, but Rogers is, he just looks kind of lost. Um, and I saw that, that thing that you put up on, uh, on Slack about him and Hoyer, I think. Is that, was that, you put that yeah. up or would, am I see that somewhere else? Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll actually read it now that you said that. That's a, that's a good, uh, let me go. I need to yeah, go find I mean, that. It's, it's a crazy huge, scary. Like, Telling here. sign of Hoyer of and what, Aaron Rodgers. The last have. twelve starts of the year, win loss record. Hoyer is six and six. His completion percentage. Well, let me go back and forth. So win loss record. Hoyer six and six. Rodgers seven and five. Completion percentage. Hoyer sixty three point four percent. Rodgers fifty eight point six percent. Passing yards per game. Hoyer two sixty two. Rodgers two twenty six point eight. Touchdowns and interceptions twenty to five. Hoyer. 20 to 9 Rodgers, both pretty good. Um, passer rating 94.1 to 83.3. Everything is in Hoyer's favor. Brian Hoyer is right now outplaying Aaron Rodgers. That's crazy. Now, would I want Hoyer over Rodgers? No. But, I mean, this is a pretty scary mix of stats to throw at it. Now there's probably, you know, there's probably way more to it that you could swing it back to Rogers side, but these are like your main passing stats right here. And you know, this is it. Well, and that's the, the mistake I made last week is not necessarily looking at those stats, but just looking at what Hoyer's done. And, and you and I talked about it on Sunday. I benched Stafford for Brian Hoyer. That alone cost me that matchup. I would have handily beaten Tyler had I played Stafford. But, you know, I got about yeah. a, a little more than half of half of the points, you know, output from, from Hoyer. I mean, just looking at it on paper, I figured he's got the best matchup. You know, this, this has got to be it. And, and I should have listened to you when you said Stafford's going to throw, throw, throw. There's no running game. You know, he's going to have a good game. But, I played Bortles well, exactly. Stafford I was in one say, of But you didn't <laughs> even listen to your own advice, so I don't feel so bad. Yeah, but it's not – you also expect Bortles to throw 40, 50 times a game and – because they don't really have a running game either, and they were playing a terrible defense. It, that game was so weird. So, um, such a low-scoring game for – like, that was another one. It was, like, low-scoring game for two offenses going against pretty, two pretty terrible defenses. You're just, like, scratching your head watching that game going, this doesn't make any sense. Um, but anyway, so a couple other quarterbacks here that, you know – I'm worried about, you know, we talked about Carson Palmer. I mean, is, is this guy just done? Like, you dropping him? I picked him up last week in our league and scraped out a win. I was sweating on Monday night because I needed nine points to pass my guy. I didn't get my uh, nine yeah. points until he threw that last touchdown, that, that late, late, late touchdown, which they didn't really even need. I was like, why are they passing now and they're up 21 to three? That made no sense. But, hey, I was going to take it because I needed oh, it yeah. bad. Um so uh, yeah, I mean, I I was kind of worried about Palmer coming into this game as it was, anyways. Um, and, and I'm pretty sure I had him as my bust. Um, but 
I, I think no, I had luck. Sorry, but I, I was I was debating on putting him because of the lingering concussion. You know, it's his first game back from that after being out a week, and you would think the Jets with the the corners they have he would have had a tough matchup, but everybody's been thrown on the jets this year. So that that's out the window too, but he just, he's just not there. Um, I mean, I, I had people drop him as soon as he got the, the concussion, he was dropped in a couple of my leagues. And it's like, people just don't want to even deal with him anymore right now. And I, think I picked him up last week and dropped him this week. I dropped him for Andy yeah. Dalton, man. I'm like, I don't want anything to do with him. No, it's, I, it's I not, think it's he, not looking he's going to be, uh, you know, the team in general, everything aside from David Johnson, and Schitt has had a couple nice games too, but, I mean, this is Johnson's team right now, and, and Palmer's kind of an afterthought in my mind. Um, mm-hmm. So... I, you know, I, I'm I'm moving on from him. Yeah, you know, a side thought of this is Michael Floyd. You know, a guy that you and I both really liked going into this season, or at least I did. I think you did too. Um, he has been bad, man. He's like the fifth receiver on this team as far as snaps now. The last couple of weeks, he did catch the touchdown, but. He, I, I don't even think he saw the field the first half on Monday. And, you know, thankfully I've just benched him. But, I mean, I finally dropped him in our in our league. I've held on to him in a couple other leagues because they're a little bit deeper. But in our league, I finally was just like, enough's enough, man. Like, I can't – I'll never start this guy. So why am I holding on to him? I'd rather take my chance on somebody who, you know, who's kind of showing signs of life here. And I think I picked up Robert Woods, who you dropped last week. Um, I was yeah. like, whatever. At least he's getting. At least he's playing. Um, well, and so, he had a he had a good game. I mean, which when we talked about him, it was you know this is again it's it's his chance to shine with Watkins being out. But then he had a, a you know he fell on his face the next week you know in his first opportunity to prove himself. And then last week he came back and he had a pretty decent game. You know, but Woods Floyd, has been pretty decent all all year. I thought. Well. Been uh, decent the last like three weeks. No, maybe I'm making that up. He, uh, uh, I mean, eleven, fifteen, four, and then sixteen. I mean, yeah, I guess LA struggled, but you know, three out of the four weeks since Watkins has been completely done, um, he's had he's had pretty good games. But yeah, I mean, he's not anything great. He's depth. Like he he's gonna be a bye week fill in for me, you know, at some point yeah. in down the road. I you know, but. Better by we fill in than Michael Floyd. Uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of done. I'm Floyd done with Floyd. Is, yeah, I mean, like I just said, it, it, this this team is, you know, run literally and figuratively through Johnson right now. Uh, I mean, it's Floyd's just not he's not producing, and, and I I was up against the guy in my one league that had Floyd. Um, Arizona's defense had their kicker and he had Brandon Marshall and then I had um, David Johnson was the only player I had and I only had like a four point lead or something like that so I was kind of stressing it you know a little bit but you know 
nothing happened that was, that on was his a, end, and Johnson blew up. And I was like, yep, all right. <laughs> and I ended up beating him pretty pretty solid margin. Pretty handily, yeah. That's, that's yeah. kind of crazy. So, uh, it yeah, it was. Crazy. I mean, uh, Floyd's just not – he's not there. He's not doing – doing it. I mean, there, there's other talent out there, especially if you're yeah, in the definitely, team league. Even on his own team. You can find I mean, guys hey, John, all over the place. John Brown's still out there, although he's got kind of an injury mm-hmm. concern right now, but if John Brown's out there, like, you know, maybe pick him up. There's a bunch of guys out there, you know, we'll get to a few of them later that I think you could pick up in his place. The last quarterback I want to yeah. talk about, we just we briefly touched on him, you know, give, you know, 30 seconds here. Blake Bortles, just uh, – I don't know what to do with him. He's so up and down this year. He's definitely not throwing as many touchdowns as he did. The the offense just doesn't look like it's in sync. It's it's affecting Allen Robinson too. Um, I mean, are you holding Blake Bortles? Maybe having like a backup in his place just in case. Like, what are you doing with him? Yeah, I'm still holding on to Bortles. Um, I I, I want to give him a, a little longer leash to to get it righted. I mean, they they just have a lot of talent on that team. They're a young team, and, you know, they proved it last year that they're going to go out there, they're going to fight, and they're going to put up some points. So I knew coming into this year, Bortles was the popular bust pick for quarterbacks from a lot of the experts. And, um, you know, I I was kind of not necessarily on board with that, but – I think it was only because of where he was being drafted. People were drafting him based off of last year's touchdowns and interceptions, and that wasn't going to be repeatable. So I understood that. But if you dropped his ranking down to, like, where it was, like I got him as, like, the 12th quarterback in a bunch of leagues, and I was really happy. I was like, I'll definitely take him there. But it hasn't even worked out to be that good. It's kind of disappointing. No, I mean, you had to expect some of the regression, but, I mean, just what he's – as as far as it seems like he's regressed, like Alan Hearns has been pretty invisible this year so far. And I mean, he went on a streak last year where he had a touchdown and what, like eight straight games or something ridiculous. So I think if, you know, if he can get a hundred percent healthy and stay on the field, um, he, he's going to help out there and, and that's going to give, you know, Bortles that strong second option. Um, so I'm still holding on to him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I'll tell you the one league, the one league I, I drafted Bortles in pretty late. Uh, I drafted him and Stafford. Well, I drafted him. And then after the very first week I picked up Stafford, um, and I kind of been flip-flopping, but I seem to miss every week, like one week at Bortles, one week at Stafford. I need, I can't figure them out. I can't figure out which one's going to have a good game win. And that's so frustrating but I think I'm just going to have to stick with Stafford now until he plays like Minnesota. Cause like that's the only team on his the rest of the schedule that I think I'm worried about until, unless Bortles really just blows up for like multiple weeks in a row and I can trust him a little more, but um, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of where I'm at there. Anyway, man, getting some injuries. We have a lot of major, major injuries this week. Not, um, you know, I don't I don't think the the quantity of like the little minor injuries are here that we usually get, but some of these big name guys, you know, we got a bunch knocked out here. Uh I'll start with Big Ben. Uh meniscus injury, had surgery on his knee. He's out 
four to six weeks. I just read something right before the show that said at best case scenarios, two to three weeks. What are you doing with Big Ben right now? And how does this affect the rest of the offense? Um, I, I, it definitely affects the rest of the offense very much. Um, I mean, we saw what happened last year when he was out and Landry Jones came in and, it, you know, it, everybody's numbers pretty much drop all, all across the board. Um, I'm not buying the two-week thing. Um, I know Big Ben is potentially one of the toughest players in the league. Um, you know, definitely quarterbacks in the league. Um, but he wants to be out there. He wants to play. So he's going to do everything he can to try to get out there sooner than later. But I think four is much more realistic. Um, so that's where I'm looking at him. Yeah. I, I, I'm holding on to him, but, you know, this affects Antonio Brown big time. This affects everybody on that offense. The only guy who's kind of immune to Landry Jones coming in is sort of Le'Veon Bell because he's still going to get the carries. He's still going to get the catch at the backfield, but his everybody's value gets affected there. Um, Eddie Lacy, the next guy here, ankle injury. He played this past week on it, and you could tell he was affected by it. He didn't play late in the fourth or even the entire fourth. I don't remember. Um, he's now out multiple weeks. James Starks is already out. You're looking at guys like Ty Montgomery that's going to get uh, touches from the backfield. They traded for Niall Davis. Uh, you got this guy, I can't even remember his name, Ron something, uh, getting called up probably from the practice squad. I mean, yikes. The running game in Green Bay, like you mentioned earlier, is looking pretty bleak. What what are you doing here? Like, obviously, you're holding Lacey if it's just for a couple of weeks here. But, you know, how is this going to affect things overall? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it just just continues to go into this downward spiral. I, I think Chicago's got a nice chance to win this game. Uh, this this Thursday tomorrow night, and um, I mean Lacey, he was my my sleeper player for the rest of the season, you know, breakout, and this totally kind of changes that. But if it's only a few weeks, I'm good with it. I'm still holding on to him, obviously, especially if you have an IR spot and and he ends up being able to go on to that, um, you know, as listed as out, but. I mean, their running game is, is in shambles right now. I mean, Niall Davis came in a couple of years ago for Charles and he produced and, and was good. Um, you know, he's got to learn the system. I, I, I don't know if he's going to be much help tomorrow night. So like I said, I, you're looking at like Ty Montgomery and then practice God. Yeah. It's, so. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Uh, another one that just, just came out a couple hours ago that he's going to be officially out. Um, Carlos Hyde, his, his shoulder was seen in a sling during practice and he's been, he's been officially ruled out. They're saying he's only going to miss this week. So you're not dropping him, but you know, I think the guy you're going to pick up here is probably Mike Davis. A lot of people thought it would have been Sean drawn drone or however you pronounce his last name. He, um, 
but he kind of got passed by Mike Davis this past week when when Hyde went out in came Mike Davis instead. Um, but, you know, now they're starting cap. Now it's a backup running back. This offense just staying away from 100% now at this point. You're not even going to touch the running game either. No, I'm not. I mean, Tron's had some okay games in the past. Um, You know, he hasn't really had much of an opportunity this year, I feel like. Um, You know, especially the last three weeks, he had two two carries in week four against Dallas, two carries again um, against Arizona two weeks ago, and only one carry for two yards uh, this past weekend against Buffalo. So no, I, I he's definitely bypassed. Excuse me, bypassed at this point. But I, I don't know who Mike Davis is. So sorry. He was a rookie last year. He was. I mean, it wasn't anything special, obviously. So I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not really excited about anything over there in San Fran. Uh, you still got, you know, the kneeling afro as your quarterback, so uh, nothing over there excites me. I mean, even Jeremy Curley, who I liked, you know, before uh, Kaepernick got to him, although he did have a lot of targets last week still, so he might be the only potential bright spot on that very, very dim offense. Had a bunch of targets, but caught two for 12. Uh, exactly. Yay. A lot of targets, <laughs> so, no production. Nothing happening. Nothing happening. So uh, Davis anyway. is out of South Carolina. So, um, yeah. All right, well, moving on, we got uh, a couple other receiving guys here to look at. So Jordan Reed, surprise, surprise. Uh, he did have a light practice today, but he's very questionable uh, to play this week. Um you know, this is the story of this guy's career. I, I don't, I don't know if he'll finish this season. You know, one more concussion, dude's got to be out. I mean, he's, he's, like, he's going to be done. Five or six now since college. I he's think so. Guys, so. Yeah, it's not looking good, man. Like I, I'm really, I'm really worried about him. Honestly, that Vernon Davis signing. <laughs> couldn't have been any better now at this point. Like I never thought I would say that, but he's, he's looking decent. Like he's actually a decent streaming option. Uh, but, and you could probably stream him this week against Detroit. Like it's not a terrible matchup. Um, if you're really kind of just streaming tight ends every week, like, Hey, go ahead and look for it. Uh, of course, Reed has to be officially ruled out. I don't think he's going to play in my opinion. I think, you know, with as many concussions as he had, it's going to be more than the one week absence. Um, but it's not totally, he's not, it's not totally ruled out yet. So, you know, keep, keep an eye on it. That's, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, I will just say that he was my sell high candidate two weeks ago. So hopefully somebody yep. listened to me and got some good value for him. And, uh, you know, they're, you know, I, I don't want to say laughing because of it, but probably behind the scenes, you know, in a, dimly lit basement staring at a computer screen laughing and you know mr <laughs> burns putting your fingers together um anyway next injury Dwayne allen uh he's looking at a sprained ankle uh he's currently looking at week to week you know so are are we jumping on the uh 
the O'Doyle rules train here of uh, Jack O'Doyle. <laughs> that was He's my guy, man. He stole it. Uh, That's right. Yeah, man. Hey, you type I, it down uh, there, I'll, I'll eventually read it. It's like Ron uh, Burgundy. You put it on the teleprompter. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, man. No, seriously. Uh, O'Doyle has to be a guy that you go pick up in leagues now. You know, Allen's going to miss multiple weeks here, it looks like. You know, I didn't see it, but they, I heard a lot of people on Twitter talking about the ice pack that Dwayne Allen had around his foot and his ankle was just so massive. I mean, there's this has to be. They, I don't think they've released the grade of the, of the sprain, but it's got to be bad. Like, to be considered week to week already, that's not good news. So, yeah, I mean, Allen hasn't really produced. I think you could just drop him and then – if you really want to, when he comes back, pick him up. Like, I don't think anybody's really going to go, you know, crazy for him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I am. So, oh, was all right. Sorry. Down again. No, no, I, I think I hit the mute on my phone by accident. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So next guy we got here. Another guy that we've kind of talked about as a hot pickup because of other injuries on the team. And then, you know, he's fallen off now because of the various injuries that have hit him. Uh, Mr. Mr. Number four himself, VT man, Eddie Royal, is out with a toe injury for this Thursday night game. So and just we're when, looking at. Yeah, just when you start. Just when you start believing in this guy again, you know, Kevin White goes down, you're thinking, all right, Eddie Royal is going to be the number two. He's looking really good. Horry is looking for him. Even Cutler was looking for him a lot. Um, He now gets his own injuries, which is just typical for him. Such a shame. I want to root for this guy so bad, but it's hard to. He just constantly gets injured. Um, But, hey, more Meredith time, man. Give me more Meredith. More Meredith. That's all I got to say. I picked him up in two leagues. I am happy to have him. He has been a beast. I, I agree. I agree with that. And I'm very looking forward to, uh, you know, trying to grab him again in DFS this week. Hopefully that doesn't curse me. Um, but that would have been a nice start for the, the Monday, Thursday thing if you picked up Johnson and then you have him and probably Hoyer would have been the, the best out of the four quarterbacks, I, I feel like, because – you're looking at Rodgers. We've already talked to him about him, and then you saw what the other two guys did on on Monday. So, yeah. So next here, you know, we just got some other other guys that that we'll mention here. Uh, Vincent Jackson, ACL injury. He's done for the year. I mean, at this point, you know, you can. You can disagree with this, but I, I kind of think his career is done, dude. He just looks old. And, I mean, hey, who knows? Andre Johnson keeps playing, so maybe somebody will give Vincent Jackson a chance. But I just – I can't imagine. Vincent Jackson just looks bad. Um, some guys here that have, were limited in practice today, Matt Forte, Terrell Pryor, and McCoy, all are hopeful to play. So maybe not much news there, but just guys you want to keep an eye on. And then a couple possible returning players. Uh, Tyler Eifert actually finally got a 
a walkthrough today. So that's somebody to keep an eye on. You know, if he's out there in your waiver wire, you can and you know you've been streaming tight ends, you know, bouncing around on different guys. Eifert's a guy that I would absolutely pick up. Him and Ladarius Green are guys that I would pick up. Ladarius Green is eligible to come back from the pup this week, but won't. Um, I'm guessing it happens after his after the the Steelers buy, which I believe is week eight. Um, yeah, next week. Yeah, so uh, you know those are both guys that I was high on coming into the year, and then they both got injured, and so obviously you have to you know drop those expectations. But you know they still have the potential to be really good. Um, and then Latavius Murray, he practiced today. He's looking like he's going to return. That one, maybe don't get super excited about it because that looks like it's going to go right back to that timeshare where Latavius Murray is going to be pretty touchdown dependent. So there's that. The other thing I wanted to mention, which I don't know why I didn't talk about this earlier, it's kind of more of a headline than an injury, but Ryan Fitzpatrick was officially benched for Geno Smith. What do you think about that? Hopefully you don't own Brandon Marshall anywhere. (laughs) I don't own Marshall, but... Uh, the beard was our our second quarterback for our our ten team league that I'm in, and ouch, you know we're yeah uh, I'm gonna hear about it for the rest of the season I'm sure and probably longer because we took him over Andy Dalton. Um, Ooh, I, I don't think I would have done that. <laughs> no, I mean I I like that he was back, he seemed energized and ready to roll and whatever, but he's he's had maybe one really good game and then a handful of just horrible games. So yeah, he did, he's he gonna he's gonna be dropped. Yeah, he looked yeah, absolutely pathetic. I, I don't think they give him the job back, honestly. I think if they go back if they don't get if they go off of Juno Smith, they might just say screw it and give it to Hackenberg. Um I think they might have to at this point. I mean, well, you know, depending on what Gino does for me, he really has nowhere to go but up. So, Dude, um, he didn't look good either. He didn't look good either. He hasn't. Nah. But. Um, Yeah, so some pickups here. You know, I know waivers have already cleared. You know, we do a show on Wednesday, but in case you're in a league that's kind of not really paying attention here. I'm sure JHI has been picked up absolutely everywhere. So, but just in case, if he hasn't go out and get him now, um, Kenny Britt's a guy that you can take a chance on. In my opinion, I think he's worthy of a pickup. I had him as one of my waiver claims, but it was always like my last one and my other ones I got first, but Britt was always that like fallback option while like, Oh, if I don't get anybody else, I'll take Kenny Britt. Um, I just don't think Britt's going to be consistent enough. We've seen this from Kenny Britt. He blows up for a few games in a row, and then he just vanishes in the thin air. It's like, oh, you forget. It's almost like you forget he's in the league. Um, so well, he, I'm not he's really very similar to Eddie Royal. I mean, he he just comes out and he has these like huge great games, and everyone's on board. And then as soon as his like ownership percentage gets above 48, he's just garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, Tyler Eifert, Ladarius Green, I mentioned them already. Niall Davis, we mentioned. Ty Montgomery, we mentioned. You know, those are guys that, you know, you probably need to go get. For this week, I would think it would be Ty Montgomery. I'm kind of 
sneaky high on him this week uh as far as as far as uh that that may be giving away my my sleeper wide receiver pick but uh um you know he he because he's gonna get catches and because Devontae Adams is hurt too, I forgot to mention him. Ty Montgomery is going to get work in the passing game and running. It looks like so. I'm kind of sneaky high on him this week. Uh, so he could be, you know, a real late, you know, real, real, real cheap DFS option too if you want to try and play the Thursday night slate. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think it's. it's... Yeah, like I said, I, I like Montgomery too. I think he's the guy that's definitely there, but um, you know, I think he almost has to. You have to pick him up and see what he can do. I mean, he had. Oh, he actually, had real quick, one last one because I forgot to mention this: Doug Martin is not going to return this week. Jacquez yes. Rogers is a big pickup this week. He got a boatload of carries uh as we you know we mentioned and he's gonna get um a ton of work again going against san francisco who has just been decimated on the on the ground uh so jacquez rogers is a must pick up i snatched him in my yahoo league it was the only league he was available in I snatched him back up because I think he was dropped because the guy thought Doug Martin was coming back. And I, he dropped him, and I just snatched him right back up or something. And uh, I'm just plugging him right back. I'm plugging him right into my running back, too. Like, no questions. Just, boom, automatic. San Fran, that is an automatic play there. So oh, that's, yeah. that's, a good, that's a good one there. Yeah, I know you've got, uh, you've got Hunter Henry listed here. Yeah, so I, I, I put him down there just because he was both him and Meredith uh, and actually Rogers uh, up until just before 6 o'clock tonight. All three of those guys were available in my one league. It's a 10-team league, and we only start two receivers, which is stupid. But um, It is. At least you admit I, that now. <laughs> it, well, that league, that's a different one. So... But yeah, it's uh, I mean, it's horrible. We have two two receivers, two quarterbacks, two running backs, and a flex. So, um, but yeah, I was, I was pissed because I I thought about it, you know, a little bit late and was like, oh, we got to go out get him. But we put in a claim. We dropped Kyle Rudolph to get Hunter Hart, uh, Hunter Henry, which I do like Rudolph, but he's got a brutal matchup this week, and you know, Henry's just been dominant. So. Yeah. If for some reason he's out there in your league, absolutely go pick him up. You know, yeah, he's, he's only owned in, I'm looking at him now. He's only owned in like 65% of ESPN leagues. So he's still yeah. out there I mean, in a lot of leagues. You, you definitely need to go get him. I know I was dumb and I dropped him just a couple of weeks ago when I thought Gates was going to come back and take it back over. So shouldn't have yeah. done that. I mean, even with Gates playing, he, he's been still I, been the go-to guy. I think so. this is Hunter Henry. All the way, the rest of the way now. So yeah. anyway, let's let's uh, let's let's move on to week seven here. Uh, do our best and worst games, or sleepers and busts. Um, I'll I'll start off here. My best game is going to be Washington, Detroit. Washington is actually a pretty decent road team, which is 
weird. Uh, you know, a lot of teams falter on the road. Uh, Detroit's on fire. You know, they, even though they have no running game, um, they just seem to be able to make it work in the past. You know, and 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 uh, you know, Washington's defense can easily be exploited, and so can Detroit. So this could be a pretty high-scoring game. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think um, I was looking at that one and thinking that would be a kind of a sneaky pick, but um, I went ahead and went with uh, possibly the most obvious game. I don't know, San Diego at, yes. at Atlanta. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean, possibly. No, we yes, just talked. To, yeah, <laughs> we just talked about um, Henry. You know, Philip Rivers has been solid. Um, you know, I feel like he didn't have a whole lot of points last week, but he didn't, but he was facing Denver. Denver's good. Yeah. So he, he's throwing the ball a lot. You know, they, they still have a decent run game with Gordon. Um, and I think he can have a, a very good game against, you know, pretty weak Atlanta defense. Um, same thing where, with, uh, the the backs in Atlanta, I think they can have a good game against San Diego's defense. So, um, you know, you know, Matt Ryan's going to be throwing. They're coming off of you know a, a, a tough loss, road loss. So, I I mean, I just think the game's going to be very little defense and a whole lot of scoring. Yep. That's uh, that's a good one there. Uh, my worst fantasy game. Sorry, I'm gonna say this, but it's gonna be Minnesota Philly. Minnesota shuts down everybody, so good luck to Philly's offense there. You know they pretty much got shut down by Washington, by the way. Go Redskins. Um, Please. Yep. What did I tell you, Punk? Uh, last Please. week he called it. And uh, yeah, that and, game. You know, that game was picked to be a loss you know, going in because it was in Washington. But we'll we'll see what happens when Washington comes up to Philly. Okay. Okay. Um, but, yeah, you know, and, you know, Minnesota's offense is, you know, it's pretty good. They're probably going to – it looks like they might get digs back this week. Um, but, you know, Philly's defense is pretty stout. So, I, I could see this being just a, another one of those, you know, 17-13, you know, at best like 21 – to you know, sixteen type games, but you know, field goal kickers might have fun, but that that could be about it. Yeah, I'm actually going to that game on Sunday, so hopefully it's oh, nice. at least entertaining to watch, and and Minnesota doesn't destroy Philly too much, but we'll see. Um, my uh, week worst game, weakest game, whatever you want to call it. Again, maybe it's the obvious choice, but. Um, I'm going Baltimore at the Jets. I mean, Baltimore is just on this downswing right now. And, and like we talked about earlier, they got rid of their offensive coordinator. So, you know, this will be week two of the morning wag era. You know, maybe he'll be able to pick it up. And he's going against his former team, the Jets. So I, I think there's some interesting storylines with, you know, both teams and then having Geno start for the Jets. Um but I just don't see this being a high scoring affair. I'm thinking something like maybe 17 to 13 um, at most. Uh, So I'm not, I'm staying away from everybody in this game. The only, the only potential bright spot I would see is, is Terrence West because of what David Johnson just did to the Jets defense. So 
West could have a, a you know a sneaky good game. I would have actually said Mike Wallace and not Terrence West there, just because the Jets have been beaten deep a lot this year, and Mike Wallace, yeah. that's you know that's what he does. And Flacco, despite Flacco not really putting up great stats this year, the one thing he can do is throw the deep ball, and that just you know that is right there in Mike Wallace's wheelhouse. So uh, that, I would have said Mike Wallace, but I do like Terrence West a little bit in this game. I kind of think maybe the Jets get a lashing this week for letting David Johnson do that, and they really just kind of shut down whatever running game Baltimore has. Um, anyway, moving on, uh, sleepers. I've got Eli Manning. Uh, I was going to pick Ty Robert, but you yelled at me for doing it two weeks in a row, so I'm going to pick Eli Manning. Oh, okay. uh, I can do it you want. Uh, whatever, man. I'll, I'll pick Eli. You know, it, On paper, this looks like a bad matchup, L.A., um, but when you really dig into the numbers here, like LA can be beaten on the outside. Like their corners actually aren't very good. Um, they're good in the middle of the field. Their linebackers are, are pretty decent. Um, but, you know, Eli, Odo Beckham and him seem to have gotten back on the same page last week. So I could see another big game from him this, this week. And I, I, kind of think that Eli could do it. You know, like I said, I was going to pick Tyrod, but because it's against Miami, it's a little bit easier for a matchup. Uh, My running back is Duke Johnson. I think that, you know, going against Cincinnati, you're not going to see another Crowell week. Um, You know, we've already seen Crowell kind of start slipping week by week here. Kind of, I think I predicted that a few weeks ago, but it Duke Johnson did score last week. He got more work, period. Cleveland's going to be coming from behind in almost every single game here going forward. And it's just going to – I think you're just going to see more and more and more Duke Johnson. So that's that's why I like him. And my wide receiver, I already alluded to it, T.Y. Montgomery. I like him a lot. I was going to pick Marquise Lee, but I will will let you uh, have yours there, and you'll see pretty quickly why I did not choose him. Oh yeah, okay. I see. <laughs> I got when I first thought I was like, "What are you talking about?" Now, now I get it. But um, yes. So yeah, and it's it's. I'm pretty sure it's just Ty Montgomery. It's not a, a Ty Hilton on Green Bay, but um, either way. Yeah, I think you're right. Ty. You're right. Uh, I I am, but that's cool. So quarterbacks, sleepers. I'm going. I, I've got two guys listed here. Um, the second one was, was my actual sleeper, and it was kind of more because I have him in that two-quarterback league, so I'm hoping he ends up putting up a good game. But it's uh, Sam Bradford, who you have in your worst game, going up against his former team in Philly. And Bradford's had a good year so far. I mean, he's kind of just been below the radar and been good enough to, to put Minnesota in a great position um, along with their defense, really. But Bradford's done enough on offense to, to help him as well. Um, my second guy here is Mr. Brock Osweiler, another revenge game. Um, you know, he was drafted by Denver in 2012, spent his first four years there saw what he did last year when he came in, you know, for injured Manning and played and got them into a position to, to go to the Super Bowl. 
Um, again, albeit maybe in spite of the defense, but um, I think uh, both of those guys have a little revenge factor going on. So I like both of them this week. You know, Brock's got a tough, tough uh, assignment going up against um, Denver's defense, whereas Bradford, I feel like, has possibly the easier matchup. But uh, I think both can can have good games. My running back, initially I was going to go with Gio Bernard. He's actually ranked one spot ahead of uh, Jeremy Hill on Fantasy Pros. So I don't know if that's necessarily a sleeper. It seems like he's kind of the go-to. He's had a couple of nice weeks lately, um, and I think he could have another one against uh, Cleveland. But uh, I'm actually going with uh, Jack is Rogers here now that Martin's not playing. Like you said, San Fran's been absolutely atrocious against the run. They just gave up a ton of yards to Buffalo. Um, you know, touchdowns by both Shady McCoy and uh, Mike Gillisley again uh, found the end zone for the second week in a row. So. I think he can easily have a huge game if he's going to have another 30 carry outing. Um, and then uh, my receiver sleeper is Mr. Alan Hearns, who I talked about earlier. He is currently listed as questionable, but it sounds like he should play. So um, I think he's going to have a, a nice game and he's got a good opportunity against a, a, a weak Oakland defense. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like I said, I, I was just kind of picking Lee there because he's the lowest of them all. So I kind of thought that he'd be like a super sleeper there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I like that Jacksonville passing game, but I, I am very nervous about it as well because of Bortles inconsistency there. And it's another one of these weeks where I'm like, am I picking Stafford against the Redskins at home or am I picking Bortles against this terrible Oakland defense? And it's just like, uh, I'm going to have to just go with Stafford because he's just been better. I think I'm not really sure. I'm going to have to make, I'm going to have to make the call kind of last minute. Um, my quarterback here is bust is going to be breeze. He'll overall be fine. I think he's just going to go back to his old average self though. When he, when he plays on the road. So he um just, I I don't I don't like him on the road and it's just another one of those games, you know, it's just I actually got a question today about Breeze on Twitter about, you know, hey, I've got Breeze and Matt Ryan, which one would you trade? And I said trade Matt Ryan. I think, you know, Breeze is gonna be more consistent all year. And they mentioned they were like, Well what about the road splits? Do you have a backup for him? for the road games. And I was like, well, yes and no. I mean, you can, if there's somebody like phenomenal out there, like if you're that worried about it, why are you trading Matt Ryan? Um, but I don't know. I mean, I see his point, like why are you holding two top five quarterbacks? But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, what would you do there? Like, are you worried about sitting Drew Brees on the road every time? But I mean, we're looking at it here against Kansas City. It's it's a decent matchup actually, but it's it's a cross. You know, it's a fairly long road trip for him, and he just doesn't play well on the road. That's all there is to it. Yeah, I mean, it, the two road games this year, he's had you know, I don't know, two hundred sixty three yards, only one touchdown against 
the Giants, 207 yards, two touchdowns, but also two interceptions against San Diego. Um, I mean, I, I still like him on the road. I mean, looking at his matchup, KC could be a tough matchup this week because KC's a hard place to play in general. Um, but then he's at San Fran. That shouldn't be a problem. Um, he's at Carolina week 11. Uh, he already put up 465 yards against them, four touchdowns and an interception last week. So I think he'll be okay in that game. I don't know if he'll do that well, but I think he'll be fine. Um, and then at Tampa Bay in four, week 14 and at Arizona in week 15 and then at home against Tampa Bay again, you know, for those three playoff weeks, Arizona's defense is still good, but they're number one overall right now. So, yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, that, that, that game alone kind of worries me, especially being the playoffs um, to get to the championship unless you play in week 17, but uh, not those other games don't really scare me past this week. They they don't, but again, man, like I mean, you would have thought he would have lit up San Diego, and he didn't. You know, it's just and they lost that game. Like that's crazy. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Another oh. one of those things. It's like God. But their their you know, defense. But no, maybe is they didn't not... lose it. Was that the game where like they came back at the very end or something? Yeah, no, they, yeah, they did. They, they pretty did nutty losses, man. Like unbelievable things happened to them, but. Yeah, I'm still on. I'm still on board with trading Matt Ryan over Drew Brees. You know, whatever. If you're super worried about it, go out and pick up a Tyrod Taylor, you know, or somebody like that on for waiver wire. You know, and just yeah, there's plug there's him in. Not super that worried about can, it, but that you can get to. But anyway, I uh, we gotta gotta continue here. My running back is Jarrett McKinnon. Look, I like the guy. I think he's got. I think he's got talent, but he's in a timeshare. He's getting overranked. Um, it's it's a pretty tough matchup against Philly's defense, and you know he's just not getting the workload to have the high ranking that he does, and and uh, I, I think I think you could be pretty disappointed by him this week if if you're just hoping that he comes back and bounces back after the bye week. Um, my receiver, you stole my guy. It seemed like the obvious choice. So I'll go with the second obvious choice and say Brandon Marshall. Um, <laughs> Geno Smith comes in and he's not going to be good. It's kind of like Jeremy Curley with Kaepernick. You know, he's not going to be as good. So maybe super obvious pick, but you're you're going to pick the, the other obvious one here. So I guess it's fair. Yeah, yeah, I had a definite obvious pick there. But that seems to be the going rate. Um, my uh, my quarterback, one we already kind of talked about here, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I, you know, I'm not going to dwell on it. I, I don't think he's going to really bounce back. I think he might be leaned on heavily in this game because of the lack of running. But that just adds to the opportunities for mistakes and interceptions and fumbles from sacks. So don't like Rogers this week. Um, my running back, I'm actually going to go with a guy that we just talked about earlier about having a, you know, a decent game. Well, briefly, um, Christine Michael. Um, I just think he's got a tough matchup this week. Um, so I, I'm not, 
not really. I mean, I think he's still startable, um, but I just would temper expectations on him this week. Um, and then my my receiver, like you said, Mr. Obvious, um, possibly the best receiver in the game when Big Ben is healthy, Mr. Antonio Brown. Um, yep. But we saw we saw what happened to Brown last year when Landry came in and started. You know, it, at least the first game or two, Brown was kind of cut out a little bit, and and his stats definitely suffered. Um, but the other factor here is that they're going up against New England. And we've seen what New England does against the number one receiver on the opposite team. They he, they just get shut down. So yep. I can see that happening again here. Yep, 100% agree. I dropped him. I didn't drop him too far in my rankings. I still got him number 10, but I'm very tempted to drop him farther. I just haven't done it yet. I'm still kind of contemplating how far I really want to drop him because it's still Antonio Brown. Like you just expected Antonio oh, yeah. Brown to do Antonio Brown things, but uh, so mm-hmm. you're afraid to drop him too far. But I'm very, very, very tempted. I did plummet Brandon Marshall pretty far, uh, but I know a lot of people haven't. But maybe that's because they haven't caught up to the news yet. You know, I'm not I'm not questioning anybody there. Um, so yeah, that's all we've got actually. There's no there's no Twitter questions. The only Twitter question I had was the one about Drew Brees and and um, and Matt Ryan there. So. We will not be doing that segment this week, uh, but go ahead and send in your questions. You know, we do answer them on air. Uh, we have fun with it here. So but that's all I've got for the week. Uh, hail the Redskins, and have a good night. Boo to the Redskins, and <laughs> I will off with this. San Diego. I'm off Burgundy. <laughs> and I'm out. That's good. That's good. All right, man. Talk to you later. Have a good one, everyone. All right. Night. Good luck. <laughs>